Hey guys, welcome to the latest episode of the 4040 Vision podcast, the ultimate sports history pod where hindsight is 4040. We're so excited to jump into today's episode, but before we do, here's a quick word from one of our sponsors. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the 4040 Vision podcast. I'm your host, Colette Abdallah, and I'm joined today by my fellow co-host, Sama Dahoud. What's up, man? How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Ready to talk pain and suffering. All right. Good hint there. So as you guys can tell from the title of the episode, we are going to be talking about the most tortured NFL fan bases, but we're going to do things a little bit different. We're not just going to rank the most tortured from one to five or one to 10. We are going to categorize every single NFL team into some fun categories that we came up with over the uh, past week or so. So are you ready to jump right in to the first category? Oh, yeah. Yes. All right. Category one is nothing but torture. So it's a little bit self-explanatory. Basically, it kind of sucks to be a fan of these teams. Uh, They've tortured their fans in unique and different ways. They've had some blips of success here and there, maybe a, a deep playoff run, maybe even a Super Bowl appearance for one of these. But essentially, it's just been nothing but torture. So, Samba, who did you have in this category? Oh, there's a, you'd be surprised. There are plenty of teams that fit into this category, but top of the list, hands down, are your Cleveland Browns. Uh, and the Cleveland Browns, I mean, the color's brown. Let's uh, start there, you know. Uh, as I wage my war on subtlety, poop, it's the same color as poop. Uh, but for the Browns, four winning seasons in the last 30 years, they've had an 0-16 season. They've fumbled number one draft picks. And they found themselves on the wrong side of some historic bobits, you know, two of them, both against the Broncos, the drive and the fumble in the AFC championship game. Uh, there's the Baltimore controversy, and it really has to suck because the Ravens have won two Super Bowls since that split, while the Browns have been miserable for the last 30 years or so. Uh, so, yeah, the Browns easily a miserable existence. Yeah, they probably, I mean, they've been kind of relevant. They've had, like I said, some blips of success, uh, but it's been a lot of bad. Uh, their quarterback situation might be the worst in the last. 30, 40 years. Uh, they haven't had a single really notable franchise quarterback. They had Johnny Manziel, who basically flamed out of the NFL because of a drug habit. You had Baker Mayfield, who there was some promise to him. I'll mm-hmm. say that initially. And then that just flamed out pretty quickly. And now they have a rapist as their starting quarterback, who they're paying <laughs> million to guaranteed. So yeah, it's not a, you know, not great being a Browns fan. Uh, So yeah, you'll get no argument from me on this one. Who else did you have here? The Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I don't know if a lot of folks know this since 1970, all but one of 14 teams with the most wins has a Super Bowl win. That would be the Vikings. (laughs) <laughs> they have appearances in the Super Bowl in 1970, 74, 75, and 77. They lost each time. They have Gary Anderson missing the field goal in 1998 in the NFC Championship game. Brett Favre throwing an interception in a championship game. And, of course, Blair Walsh project in 2016 in freezing cold temperatures. At two decades of losing to the Packers. Really tough to be a Vikings fan. This is almost uh, a different kind of torture. Because with the Browns, it's been all shit, basically. 
with a few blips. The the Vikings, they've been good. They've been really good. They're in the 90s and the 2000s. They had the Culpepper teams, the Randy Moss teams. Even these days, like they have great players, right? Randy Moss, probably maybe the greatest receiver of all time. Right now, maybe the best receiver in the NFL and Justin Jefferson. But they just just something about them, man. They've had they've had moments too, like the Minnesota Miracle with Stephon Diggs, but it was ultimately meaningless because they got waxed, you know, six days later by the Eagles. So it's been a, a lot of this is like the hope that kills it's the hope that kills you type of torture. Because they've been right there on the cusp, but they've had all these heartbreaking moments. So I don't know. Do you see that changing anytime soon? No. <laughs> to you know what they are to, to draw a, a cross sports parallel. They are the Tottenham of the NFL. There's a couple. Of, there's one other team that that'll come up that I think is also the Tottenham of the NFL. But you know Minnesota, good players, some great players, right there on the cusp. But you know they just get Spursy and they bottle it at the end. So another NFC North team <laughs> coming up. Who else you got here? Ah, yes, the Detroit Lions. Only six seasons with winning records in the last 20 years. They haven't won a conference championship in 60 years. They've never played in a Super Bowl. They're 1-12 in in postseason games in the past six decades. I think the low point, obviously, being the first team in 2008 to go 0-16. They threw a parade for that, a very sad one. Um, The reputation has been to destroy the careers of great players like Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson. And like the Vikings, they've had a a talented consistency to lose to the Green Bay Packers as well. That's a special badge of honor. They forced two of the greatest players in the history of the NFL into early retirement. It's like that that's got to be something special. I, I don't think there's been any other franchise that has the same level of misery where they've done this to two guys and kind of also the same level of vindictiveness maybe because they could have traded these guys, but they chose not to. I think Barry wanted to come back after retiring for a year and the Lions said, no, you you have to play for us. Um, But yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. It's kind of parallels the, the city of Detroit really. And the thing, the way things fell apart for them, you know, with the, uh, Automate uh, the automotive manufacturing going overseas and the city itself going through this crazy economic downturn. It's like the NFL team was exactly the same. And I want to say, I mean, they have had some of the most iconic players of the past 40, 50 years. I mean, aside from Barry and Calvin Johnson, you had Indomitian Sue, who's one of the best defensive linemen in this era. But actually, I don't know if I can name anybody else after that. But it's been a lot of sad. But do you think Motor City Dan can turn it around? I, he said recently that the hype is too high and they haven't earned the kind of hype that they're getting, which is a really uh, subtle way of setting expectations like take it easy. Like we, we're an interesting team maybe, but we're very far from where we need to be, which is a smart thing to say. I, I, I don't know. Maybe. Um, it's not a losing city. You've had like Isaiah Thomas and the Pistons. And the Pistons found glory again. They've had the Red Wings. It's not a losing city, but this has been a loser franchise. Yeah, I don't know about the Tigers, but the Red Wings, probably like the prestige franchise in the NFL or in the NHL. Uh, So, yeah, you're right. It's not a losing city. It's just for some reason the Lions have not been able to get out of their own way. And unfortunately, they had their star 
wide receiver suspended for gambling this offseason too. So the misery continues. But yeah, there's there's hope. We'll say that. Maybe they should have been in the other category, but not quite yet. All right. Well, who's next? The Atlanta Falcons. And for them on the front end, let's say it'll always and forever be twenty eight to three. So 51 seasons without a championship. It looked like they were going to get one in that Super Bowl against Tom Brady. They led 28 to 3 in the third quarter. <laughs> they gave up 31 unanswered points, six in overtime, uh, and it extended their championship drought. They had the Dirty Bird, Jamal Anderson year, uh, but they'll never recover from this until they win a championship. Yeah, another team with some really iconic players. Julio Jones, Deion Sanders was there for a minute, but that Super Bowl, it's, you know, when I think about it, I'm sure they get like this far off look in their eyes. The Falcons fans, like they're talking about like, you know, their family dying in the train accident or something, but just, I remember watching it and by the second half or by the third quarter, I was chilling. I think I was like working on some seven layer dip. I was looking forward to some dessert and I just, I think it was the sack fumble, the strip sack on Matt Ryan. I was like, wait a minute. I can feel the tide turning a little bit. Let me, you know, kind of sit up in my chair and like, let's pause this uh, side conversation we're having here. And I don't know. Did you, did you have that same feeling? Cause I'm a very anti-Patriots guy and I could just feel it like in my gut, like, oh, this is not good. Yeah. I saw the I saw the an avalanche coming. I was like, okay, they stopped running the ball. They've had a couple three and outs. Kyle Shanahan, here comes the boogeyman. Here comes Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> well, we didn't know that. <laughs> we didn't know that yet about Kyle Shanahan, but the legend was 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 unfolding. That's that's the day it was born. Unfortunately for you, uh, yeah, it's it's tough, and especially they're in a division where you know you would think that they would have the best, you know, the most history, because it used to be the New Orleans Aints, the Tampa Bay Suckineers, the Carolina Panthers. That They don't have a cool, funny nickname, but they've only been a team for like 30 years, and they've been surpassed by all three of these teams. All three of those teams have either, you know, won a Super Bowl, in Tampa's case twice, the Saints once. Carolina at least has been in the mix, but I would still, you know, rather be a Panthers fan, I think, than a Falcons fan. Um Especially, yeah, I think even at this point. So we're, we'll stay in kind of down south. So who's next? This one's a little more surprising on the southwest side. The Cardinals. Uh, you might not think of them as a tortured fan base. They're one of the NFL's oldest teams. I did not know this when I was researching this. Dating back to 1920, they played in Chicago. They won two titles there. Uh, this is before... The NFL was a thing. They moved to St. Louis in 1960. They never played in the Super Bowl there. They moved to Phoenix in 88. This is their like 30th or so season in Atlanta or Atlanta in Arizona. They made the Super Bowl once in 2008. The, what they, what it is about this is where's the goddamn hope? <laughs> What's there to be hopeful about? Like there's just nothing going on. Yeah, nothing right now. I mean, it was similar to, to Cleveland where they had Baker Mayfield that first couple of years. Same thing, Kyler Miller. You're like, okay, this guy's something different, you know, a little dude, but he's one of the fastest guys in the NFL. You know, he's kind of fun to watch. And then, you know, he runs around, looks like a toddler running away from his kid, his dad at like diaper change time. And you're like, okay, maybe there's something here. 
And then you realize that you're rooting for, you know, a 5'10 quarterback that weighs 180 pounds or whatever, however much he weighs. So I don't know. The the weight of him is kind of equivalent to the weight of the hope that's there, which is not much at all. Um, yeah, they're kind of a low-key tortured franchise, maybe because you don't know too many Cardinals fans. We they're, they're not one of the bigger franchises. I mean, I have a lot of friends in Arizona, um, and they're either Cowboys fans or Steelers fans. <laughs> Or <laughs> I was going to say they're probably Cowboys fans. Yeah, a lot of them are Cowboys fans. You know, there's a lot of snowbirds in the Arizona area, but I have like Arizona native friends. I was born in Arizona. They were born in Arizona, spent their whole life there. And they kind of like half-ass root for the Cardinals because it's the home team. But none of them are like Cardinals fans. And that's that's part of like, I guess it's torture, but – you know, if a if a tree falls in the woods and no one's around to hear it, like, did it actually fall? Does it make a sound? I don't know. That's one of those situations. Uh, all right, we're going to go out east. This is a fun one to talk. Shout out our guy, Kuz. Who you got here? Five words for you. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. <laughs> I was going to say two words, but fumble. But that works, too. <laughs> <laughs> that's tremendous. Yeah, that's number two. Seven wins in the playoffs since 2000. They've been in the playoffs a total of like 14 times in 64 years. They found glory once in the 70s. Otherwise, been pretty damn rough. Like the greatest coach of all time signed there. And after one day, I was like, this is stupid and left <laughs> immediately, uh, which is really a, a separate badge of honor. It's really unfortunate because it's a really awesome name for a football team like the Jets. It's just so cool. I love saying it too. Jets. Uh, but they've been they've been shitty. They had some good. It, it's looking good as of 2023. As of July 2023, there's a lot to be hopeful for right now. But it's been it's been really rough. It it has been. And but the thing is, they they've had some blips. Right? They had the Rex Ryan era where they finally beat the Patriots in Foxborough or at Gillette Stadium, whatever you want to call it. They made an AFC Championship game. Things were looking good. You're like, oh, Mark Sanchez, you know, maybe he's the real deal, maybe not. And then, of course, you know, we have the butt fumble and everything falls apart. And then you get Geno Smith as your next franchise quarterback, but he gets punched in the face by a journeyman teammate. And it's just like there's there's just things that happen to the Jets that I feel like only happen to the Jets. You know, they, they draft another quarterback, second overall, Zach Wilson. He's more famous for, like, sleeping with his girlfriend's mom than anything else he's done on the field. So, yeah, it's it's been rough. One of the greatest sounds I've ever heard in the history of sports is they were being booed by their own fans going into halftime. And if you play the sound isolated, it's, it's, a, it's a chorus of booing. And then you hear very subtle, like, captions in the background. You're pathetic. You guys are a disgrace. Save us, Tebow. Tebow, save us. Save us, Tebow. It's like it's like the gates of hell with a bunch of arms just kind of clawing at your face as you're walking through trying to get somewhere else. It's like it's also kind of where where quarterback careers go to die. It's really unfortunate, right? I mean, Sam Darnold, he's doing okay and then he gets mono. And he's out for four weeks, and then he gets caught on a hot mic saying, oh, I'm seeing ghosts against the Patriots. And then <laughs> Brett Favre goes there for a year, and he happens to send a picture of his penis to a reporter. 
Michael Vick goes there for, I don't know, six weeks at the end of his career. It's just like, it's just sad. It's really, really sad. I don't know if Aaron Rodgers at 40 years old has the juice to, to break this curse, whatever you want to call it. But I mean, he took a big pay cut. They have a lot of talent. It's just, it's the Jets. You know, you just won't believe it until you see it, kind of thing. It's again, it's it's very very Tottenham like. They just they just it's just the Jets. Like this just is what it is. <laughs> so all right, one last team in this category. I'm gonna go way south. Who you got here? I think this is a little surprising, but go ahead. Yeah, this is the Miami Dolphins, and the Dolphins are like the polar opposite of the 49ers in terms of like where do they sit here because. Whenever your city has a top quarterback of all time, a top five, top 10, whatever it is, quarterback, it does so much for the city. The, the Dolphins are kind of in the shadow of like this, the ghost of the 72 Dolphins that went undefeated and Dan Marino. Uh, and I can see it here with the 49ers, like we'll get into that, but like a lot of good quarterbacks here. And there's a different, uh, the fan base's energy is different when that you've had that before. Like we've had the Golden State Warriors here in the Bay Area, and it doesn't even compare to one 49er playoff game. It's a different kind of rabid uh, passion. But otherwise, for the Dolphins, after the those two eras with, you know, um, what's the coach's name? It's escaping me now. Don Shula and all that. It's been a pretty miserable existence, which what was a football town is a Miami Heat town. They're desperate to be great again and they kind of like the jets they're going they're having a moment uh but they've lost that town to the miami heat because of how uh much success they're seeing and it's been tough to be a dolphin fan it's sad because i mean in general i think i i I don't know if they're one of the prestige franchises in the nfl i guess they are kind of are right they have the the only undefeated season you talk about that not being I think it was only a 14-game regular season, but whatever. They went 17-0. They didn't lose a single time. They still like have been eating on that for 40 years, 50 years. But the other stuff, they have they have one of the coolest color schemes in sports, one of the most unique color schemes in sports. They have a great logo, a great look. Like There's just so much going for them. It's a great city to live and be in. We saw that the heat can just attract guys off you know, the, the hype of the city and all that. And for some reason, the Dolphins just haven't been able to do that. I think it's just the quarterbacks. They just have not been able to find anyone close to what Dan Marino brought. I'm not even talking about you need another Hall of Famer. I'm talking about give me like a consistent pro bowler. And they've tried. They've tried so many times. And, you know, the most recent selection of of Tua over Herbert is probably going to haunt them for the next 10, 20 years, maybe if Herbert sticks around. So they've just, I don't know. Uh, maybe it's the ownership. They just, they've had their moments. They've had their cool moments when they're running the Wildcat, all that kind of fun stuff, but they just have never been able to put it together. But you would think, you're like, oh, yeah, the Dolphins, yeah, they're always in the mix. But there's like, no, <laughs> they're just not. I don't know. I don't know what it is. They'll always have the Chad Pennington season. Yeah, where Ronnie Brown was maybe a better quarterback than Chad Pennington. <laughs> so that's it for, for the first category. So the next one is a little bit different. You would think that most of these would be in the nothing but torture category. But this category is called light at the end of the tunnel. So things have been bad for these teams. A lot of torture, a lot of bad moments and heartbreaks and all that stuff. 
but they have a few, some plenty, maybe plenty of reasons to be excited, mostly because their quarterbacks are pretty awesome. So who did you have in this category? I want to start things off with the Bengals. Uh, the Bengals, we'll start with the, on a positive note, Joe Burrow, something to be very excited about. Probably a bandwagon team, given how cool he's been the last couple of years. But they're been, they've been a team for over 50 years, no titles. They were in the Super Bowl twice in the 80s and lost to the 49ers twice. Uh, they have, I believe they had one Super Bowl appearance since then with, with Joe Burrow, which is pretty cool. Uh, but they've they've lost their last, I don't know, before this winning season with Joe Burrow, they lost a bunch of playoff games. Like they couldn't win a playoff game with Andy Dalton. That was kind of like the running joke is they just can't get that one, like just that feeling of a postseason win with Andy Dalton. It felt like they um, were. But hey, they keep, they keep making the playoffs. It felt like they kept losing to the Texans every year. <laughs> I don't know, baby. It's just like. Seer. Or Pittsburgh. Yeah. yeah, just like losing to, yeah, either. You know, in the wild card round in that Saturday afternoon, like the Bill Simmons, they call it like the Shakey's Pizza game that like nobody gives a shit about. And that's always been their spot. But they're cool now. Who would have thought? Like the Bungles. That's what they always used to be called. And I always thought they had, I mean, it's a, it's not a great city. I mean, Cincinnati's okay. But I feel like they had aesthetics on their side. I like their color scheme. You're a Giants fan. I'm sure you like the orange and black. I like the tiger stripe helmet. I thought that was cool and unique. Um, and the black is cool. And of course, now they have one of the coolest quarterbacks ever. He's not giving me Joe Cool, whatever you want, smoking Joe, whatever you want to call him. So there's a lot to be excited about. But it's another one where it's just like it's the Bengals. Like, we'll see. Let's see what happens. They kind of have to prove it. I have to see it before I, I really, really believe in it. And Chris Collinsworth played for them. Now here's a guy. <laughs> yeah, they, that's the other thing is they, they've they had some cool players over the years. Corey Dillon, I think Takeo Spike started his career there. Uh, but, yeah, they're kind of kind of an afterthought in that area, you know, even though they're not that far from Cleveland, but they, they definitely are. They have maybe just as much misery as the Browns, but the Browns are just known for misery, and they're pretty close to, to Pittsburgh, so – they kind of they're in the shadow of the Steelers and all that. So, yeah, kind of a forgotten NFL team, if if we're being honest. But they do have plenty of reasons. I mean, if you have a great quarterback, that's that's pretty exciting just off the bat. And speaking of good quarterbacks, maybe great guy just got paid a boatload of money. Who's up here? Who's up next year? The Chargers of Los Angeles. Uh, I always I keep forgetting that they're in Los Angeles. Uh, they've been around for over 56 years. They've been in the Super Bowl once. They got washed by the 49ers. Uh, another team to get washed by the 49ers, 49-26. Uh, they moved to L.A. So San Diego, no longer a city with an NFL team. And, you know, L.A. is 120 miles from uh, San Diego. So fans could still go to the games. Given the traffic in L.A., uh, it'll take as long to win a championship uh, <laughs> in that commute, unless Herbert can get them across the finish line. There's a lot of things I want to say here. Um, I think I'm famous among the uh, SLS crowd for being a gigantic Justin Herbert. Like, you call it a hater. I call it a truther. I'm a Justin Herbert truther. <laughs> but yeah, this team, it's another one that has aesthetics on their side. They had even even the navy blue jerseys were really cool growing up 
but now they have the powder blue, which I think a lot of people think are some of the best uniforms in the NFL. They've had some of the most iconic players of the past 20, 30 years, Junior Seau, Rodney Harrison, LaDainian Tomlinson, Antonio Gates. I mean, I don't know if you count Philip Rivers as an iconic player, but he's he's one of the characters of the NFL with his like, you know, his southern like do-gooder like shit talking he does where he like disrespects you but he doesn't curse, so it's very weird. He has like 13 kids. So he's an interesting guy. There's just a lot going for this team, but they're always second fiddle. That's the thing. In San Diego, they were still second fiddle to the Raiders. We used to call it that's, you know, that's the Raiders ninth home game of the season. It's the same thing in LA. You know, they played in a soccer stadium for two years with 20,000 people. And people thought, oh, this is way better than Qualcomm or whatever the shithole they played in in San Diego. And now they're tenants. They have a landlord in the Los Angeles Rams who nobody gave a shit about in L.A. But now everyone cares because they won a Super Bowl. So everyone in L.A., they're just on the Rams bandwagon. So nobody cares about the Chargers. And even till now, they are still second fiddle to the Raiders that play four hours away in Las Vegas. So it's it's a different kind of misery because it's been fun. I'm sure it's been fun to root for LT and Phillip Rivers and all that, but they just always break your heart. It looks so funny watching you say all this with your Raiders hat on. <laughs> I mean, don't worry. We're going to get to my team at some point. Uh, they probably should be in the nothing but torture category, but you'll hear about the other categories and you'll see the justification why. But yeah, the thing is, I don't even hate the Chargers. I'm just honest. I'm honest about them. Like, <laughs> No one agrees with yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? But the, their fans, especially on social media, their fans talk a lot. They talk a, a big game about you know their history, whatever. I mean, but it's just like, you know, what have you guys done? You've been in the mix. Cool, good for you. You've been in the Super Bowl, I don't know, once in the past 40 years. So, yeah, not much to write home about. But – Justin Herbert, uh, you call me a truther or whatever. He's still a really good quarterback. People have him in their top five, so they have a lot to be excited about. Who's next here? This team was actually, until recently, should have been in the first category, and that's the Buffalo Bills. And, you know, who the hell would want to watch football after losing four straight Super Bowls? I, I would have found a new hobby on Sundays. Or something. I just no way I could watch football with all of that heartbreak and consistent heartbreak and being the best team and getting to the last game and then losing the last game for four straight years. And they went about 17 years or so without making the playoffs until I think Tyrod Taylor snuck them in a few years ago. There is a lot to be hopeful for now with Josh Allen. But man, it was a mi- really just the worst existence. I remember that season very clearly. They were It was the last game of the season. They had to win to get in, but they also needed some help from the Cincinnati Bengals and Andy Dalton, who was playing in like a, <laughs> a dead rubber game. And the Bengals beat the Ravens, I think on a last-minute touchdown or last-second touchdown. And the Bills fans flooded Andy Dalton's charity with donations because they hadn't made the playoffs, like you said, in like, what, 17 years? Kind of like they're like the kings of the of the NBA, except without the, yeah, maybe the kings. I don't know, but it's a it's a different type of torture because again they've had some of the best players, 
not just in in this in that era, the '90s era, but they had some of the best players like in NFL history. Like you have arguably the greatest defensive player of all time, maybe the greatest defensive end of all time in Bruce Smith. You have a Hall of Fame running back. You have a Hall of Fame quarterback. You have a Hall of Fame wide receiver. And it's just like they're basically a couple bounces away from being the Cowboys. Like you think about the Cowboys in the 90s, the Weedem Boys, like the, you know, how about them Cowboys era? They had their big three. The Bills had their big three. It was, you know, Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas, Andre Reid. And they could have been the Cowboys. They could have won maybe two of those four Super Bowls. And they become this incredible dynasty that people talk about forever. But instead, they're just known for coming up just short, you know, wide right. I think the other three games were all blowouts, but at least their first Super Bowl, they lost on that on that missed kick. So it's a unique kind of torture. And they're also people they have a, they have a huge fan base in their area, and they're some of the most passionate fans. They're a little crazy with like the nudity and the. You know, Bill's mafia. <laughs> Bill's mafia and jumping through tables and, you know, covering themselves in ketchup and mustard and doing all kinds of weird shit in the tailgate. <laughs> but if you've been to Buffalo, you kind of understand it. Like, it, it's basically Canada, but it's not. It's a weird place. It's a small town, but a city at the same time. So there's not much else to do there. So it explains the the binge drinking and the jumping through flaming tables and all that stuff. So. <laughs> and the ketchup. Yeah. The ketchup is weird. So weird. But it is the home of the Buffalo Wings, so congratulations on that. But they do have oh, – Yes. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for that. They do have a lot to be hopeful for. Uh, the only issue is that Josh Allen and his you know howitzer of an arm, it's not that helpful in December when it's like you know 10 degrees out with 40-mile-an-hour winds. So maybe they need to build a dome. I've heard that being used. Like, oh, maybe they should build a dome so they can maximize – Josh Allen's uh, talent. What do you think? Yeah, I remember someone went viral. I think it was from the Dan Levitard show for saying that they should get a dome because it would be easier. And Josh Allen was talking to, I don't know, Pat McAfee or somebody and said, that's soft. That type of thinking, well, you know what's soft is losing in the stupid, (laughs) you know, blithering cold. Like, how about get get a dome so that uh, Mother Nature doesn't crush you every year. They had, to, didn't they have? They almost played a playoff game in like a different stadium because the whole thing was just—it looked like an avalanche destroyed the stadium. I want to say probably because they're they're right on the lake. They have that weird lake effect where they get like twice as much snow as as anywhere else in the area. Uh, yeah, I mean, of course, what's he going to say? Like, yeah, I I want to play in in a in a field turf in a dome in Atlanta. I don't want to deal with yeah. The cold. How about like, how about say I yeah? How about say I hate that the tundra ruins our season? <laughs> how about that? I mean, I've had the same thought about the Aaron Rodgers Packers forever. It's like, yeah, you build this high powered passing attack with this incredibly talented quarterback, and then every winter, it's like, oh, that doesn't mean shit because it's five degrees out. And you can't catch anything because it's too cold. So, yeah, kind of <laughs> it's maybe that's part of the torture. You just you build this team and you're like, oh, this is awesome from September to Thanksgiving. And then it's like, oh, it doesn't matter anymore. So, oh, we didn't even talk about well, it's character. We didn't even talk about 13 seconds. How did we forget that? Oh, yeah. 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 We almost forgot that they were. Uh, going to uh, they were going to the was it the Super Bowl or just the cha- the championship game? It would have been the AFC championship the game against the AFC Bengals. championship yeah. game. They would have got a yeah, and they, they, their odds were pretty high to win to win that game. 
Yes, they would have gotten the Bengals at home in Buffalo, and 13 seconds, they let Tyreek Hill run wild on them, and that was that. So that is a unique brand of torture that they've experienced. Um, and I think we've... To add to yeah, it. Yeah, just to add to that. <laughs> so sorry it's so cold where you live. There's not much else to do. Uh, but here's another place, the, I think the last team in this category where it's not quite as cold. Uh, who you got here? Yeah, this place is the opposite of cold. That's Jacksonville, the Jaguars. The interesting thing about the Jaguars is they haven't been around for that long. Um, and they've had pockets of success, you know, Fred Taylor years. Um, they had the very recent uh, almost made it to the Super Bowl with Blake Bortles as their quarterback, uh, but they they lost to the number one torturer in all of football, which is Tom Brady, which we should, might just call this the Tom Brady tortures everyone uh, 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 episode or something. Uh, but otherwise, they, it's actually been pretty tough. They've been losers every year. They haven't been able to draft many good players uh, with all of the you know high draft pick opportunities that they've had. And they have one player in the Hall of Fame, Tony Baselli. And they've been around since 1994. Yep, yep, about 94. The Jaguars, man, they're it's it's kind of it's one of those things where it's like I don't know how many people really care about the Jaguars. You know, they're in a weird part of Florida. It's it was always random that they put a team there in the first place. It's like the Florida Panhandle, like nobody really goes there. Who who Jacksonville of all teams, like I don't know where else you would put it. I'd almost rather have a team in like Omaha, Nebraska, or something, or one of these other like <laughs> you know cool, not cool, but like football obsessed Midwestern states or something. Or I guess now you'd probably put a team in Oakland <laughs> over having a team in Jacksonville. But it was always a weird choice. But they've always been. I feel like they've always had a cool identity. You know, they had the early success with the Mark Brunell teams. And then they had those little pockets of success, like you mentioned, like the Fred Taylor, David Garrard, Byron Leftwich, like those like Jack Del Rio teams that were always losing to Peyton Manning, but they were always in the mix. <laughs> you know, they have the cool colors. The, I don't know if teal is a cool color, but I think once they emphasize the black and the gold a little bit more, they, they were cooler. But they, they just, it, you know, they almost moved to London. <laughs> I think they might still move to London. So it's it's one of the I think I know one Jacksonville Jaguars fan and he was born and raised in LA so I don't know why he's a Jaguars fan but he is a Jaguars fan for some reason and he's literally the only one that I know I think every other team on this list I'd be like oh yeah I know a couple but this it's literally just one guy so yeah I don't know how many people really care about the Jaguars but I wouldn't even put them in like the really the tortured category they're just kind of like yeah we're around we gotta do our thing. We've been bad, but we've had some cool players, you know, Jalen Ramsey and those those two massive uh, defensive tackles that used to slap each other before games. I forget them, John Henderson, and I forget the other guy. But they've always had like almost like a Steelers esque defensive identity, and they're like all about running the football. And now they have the most Florida or Southern California looking quarterback ever in Trevor Lawrence, and <laughs> you know he looks like sunshine from yeah, he looks like sunshine from Remember the Titans. So. Beautiful hair, beautiful hair. Yeah. He should arrive to every game on a white horse, shirtless. He <laughs> got his Fabio on with like a, a wind machine blowing his hair in the background. Yeah, so there's – and they had their – Yeah, go ahead. 
I was going to say that also I, I feel like every time someone is writhing around in pain on the ground on red zone and they're like, <laughs> oh, I hope he's OK. Let's take it to Jacksonville. Like they quickly just pivot somewhere else. They're, yeah, they're definitely a red zone team because they're not a prime time team. Maybe now because I have Trevor Lawrence, but they got their big moment. They had their or oh, they're down 27-0 or 27-3 or something. I know they were down 27 points at some point to the, the aforementioned Los Angeles Chargers. They came back and they won in dramatic fashion. They were pretty close with the Chiefs, but you know, it's it's one of those teams where I don't know if they have enough of like a bad history to be considered cursed, but they're definitely in the cursed conversation. And and like everyone else, you know, when they had their best shot, they had a number one defense, they had the, the Trent Dilfer S quarterback that was just competent enough to possibly get them to the promised land, the torturer. Of all torturers, Tom Brady uh, foiled their plans. But like everyone else in this in this category, they do have some hope with Trevor Lawrence. Yep. The Michael Jordan of the AFC, just blocking all these other teams from being relevant or winning titles, Tom Brady. <laughs> so that's it for part one. You get to hear the rest of the categories next week. Make sure you check in with us. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Sama, for uh, going with me on this a tortured fan base journey. We've got plenty more teams to cover next week. Make sure to leave us a review and subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast and make sure to follow us on all the major social media platforms at 4040 vision pod. Thanks y'all. Peace out.